answers to know how to lead somebody to the Lord and what to do with them next. So thank you, Stephanie, again. We're going to continue this morning in our series on the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. When I started this series, I said to the elders team, I do not want this just to be a teaching. This has to be experiential. And it is happening. The presence of the Lord, the activity of the Holy Spirit is happening among us. I'm not satisfied doing church any other way. I'm not satisfied in my life just having Bible knowledge. I want the presence of Jesus. And so I'm praying and the intercessors are praying and the leadership's praying for a continual increase of the Holy Spirit, His presence and His activity on you and through you. Say this out loud with me again. The Holy Spirit is in me for me, but He's on me for you. You see, Jesus was filled with the Spirit from birth, of course, but it was when the Holy Spirit came upon Him that He started His supernatural ministry. Jesus did not do one miracle while the Holy Spirit was within Him. It was when the Holy Spirit came upon Him that He began doing His ministry and miracles. And so at the end of this message, we're going to all stand again and we're going to experience and ask for a fresh outpouring of His Spirit. He wants to fill us over and over and over and over and over and over again. See this in the book of Acts. It's not just a one-time experience. Constantly remaining filled with the Holy Spirit. And the main reason is, isn't just for you and I to be spiritually revived and alive, but it's also so that the Holy Spirit can flow through us to a hurting world. The, the power of the Holy Spirit is for two things. It's really simple. To strengthen the church and to save the world. That's it. The power of the Holy Spirit upon us is to strengthen the church, prophesying one to another, operating the gifts in the Spirit to empower the church, and to save the world. So, last week we looked at the first gift of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, and that was the gift of wisdom. Today, we're going to look at the word of knowledge. I figured since we only got through one last week, I'd only try one this week. I was going to do all nine in one Sunday, but we decided to just slow it down, do a deep dive, because we want you to understand what these gifts are, each one of them, and we want you operating in them, because they are for us. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm going to read again our text, verses 1 through 11, and then we're going to uh, unpack the word of knowledge today. First Corinthians chapter 12, Paul's talking to the Corinthian church and teaching them what the gifts are and how to operate in them. So in verse one, he says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. We covered that last week. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are diversities of ministries, the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. Again, he was telling this to the Corinthian church because they had operated in the supernatural on the dark side, through witchcraft, through mediums, through fortune tellers, through stargazers. They were very familiar with the spirit realm. And so the Apostle Paul comes along. And he gets them all saved, and then they get filled with the Holy Spirit, and they start operating the supernatural, and they're getting confused, because they're like, well, we've been in this realm before, and he goes, no, no, no. It's the spirit realm still, but it's a completely different source. And we talked about this last week, how the church needs to be leading the way in the supernatural. 
for some reason in the Western world, because we're so materialistic, we have, we have uh, abdicated the spirit realm to the demonic. And so if there's anything supernatural that happens, we think it's demonic. In, the, in Hollywood, all the supernatural stuff are demons, and the priest trying to cast out the demon gets thrown out the window. That's, that's, not, that's not accurate. No. The, the, the Christians are the ones that own the spirit realm. Because our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is over all principalities and powers, over all demonic powers, and we are seated with Him in the heavenly places. We carry the authority of Christ. So it's not like, it's not like Jesus and the devil are brothers and, and that they're fighting it out for who's going to win. No, Je- Jesus created Lucifer, and Lucifer fell to the earth, and his name was changed to Satan, which means deceiver. He's a fallen angel. Jesus is the creator of the heavens and the earth. And then we are in Christ. Therefore, the demons are subject to us in his name. Can I hear an amen? amen? So the supernatural realm belongs to us as part of our inheritance. And these supernatural gifts are ours and they are to be operating in us and through us all the time. Not just when we gather together on Sunday mornings. It's when you're sitting at home on your couch. Or you're in your car. Or you're at work. Or you're parenting your kids. Or your kids are... What are they doing? They are... Being kids. The Holy Spirit flows through any believer... For the purpose of strengthening the church and saving the world. So, we continue on. Uh, Starting in verse 7. For the manifestation of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is given to each one for the profit of all. For the profit of all. Given to each one, that's you, for the profit of all, that's us. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. We covered that last week. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. We'll cover that today. To another, the faith. We'll cover that next week. By the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healings. To another, by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. These are great gifts, aren't they? I mean, come on. Talk about opening gifts at Christmas time. What if you opened up a box and the gift of faith jumped out at you? The working of miracles or the gifts of healings. Come on. These gifts belong to us to another the discerning of prophecy to another the discerning of spirits to another the different kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues but one and the same spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as his will as he will so today we are going to look at the gift of knowledge Let me open my sermon. Alright, so the gift of knowledge is information, facts about someone or something that there's no possible way that you could know that unless the Holy Spirit told you. For example, um, I remember when I was, uh, before, you know, I was volunteering in church, but I was working for a tree trimming company here in San Diego. We're in La Jolla and, um, and we're cutting down trees and these guys were up in the trees because they were the pros. I was just the grunt and they would chop off branches and stuff. And so I'd saw them up with the chainsaw and throw them into the truck. And so they're up there swinging on the trees and this 
pretty girl comes out on her balcony and she starts flirting with the guys and they're flirting with her, right? I'm watching these guys. They're out there swinging on the ropes and they're talking to this girl and I'm going, huh, all right, that's interesting. And right then, all of a sudden, I knew she was 24 years old. I'm like, how would you just know her age? And I knew what her birthday was. It's like, well, how do you know that you knew that? It's kind of like, you know, your passcode on your phone, right? It's like, I won't tell you mine, but the numbers, da, 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 you open your phone, your locker, and the gym, whatever, you just, you just know it. You know your home address, you know your phone number. You just know that. It's, it's, it's like you just know it. It's just information that just pops into your head and you just know it. And so I thought, well, that's interesting. And so then a, a, a couple hours later, I saw her coming out of the, the uh, condo complex. And so I walked up to her, I said, excuse me. She's like, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm working with these guys on the tree trimming. Um, your birthday is uh, January 21st and you're 24 years old. And of course that freaked her out. Stalker, right? <laughs> And she goes, how'd you know that? I said, I, I just know it. And, you know, and I said, uh, Jesus, Jesus just wants you to know that, that he cares about you. And she was like rattled. And then I saw her walk just over to a little a strip mall over there. She'd work at a sandwich shop or something. So I saw her going to work and I thought that really freaked her out. So the next day I was at work and uh, I thought I'm going to go over there on my lunch break and I'm going to see if she's in there. I'm going to talk to her. And so what was that about? Why would the Lord give me that information for her? Because what? God, God is stalking her. <laughs> because God is stalking her. That's right. The words of knowledge are Jesus' way of saying, I see you. I know you. And I care about you. All the gifts of the Spirit, I said, for the profit of all. The gifts of the Spirit aren't to shame people, aren't to condemn people, aren't to judge people, and they're not to scare people. The gifts of the Spirit is Jesus empowering people and saving people, drawing people to Him. Like a gift of the Spirit, I'll tell you the rest of that story, but a gift of the Spirit, Jesus, is in John chapter 4 in the Bible, He's at a well in Samaria, and there's a woman there. And Jesus begins to talk with her. And he tells her things about her there's no way he could ever know. One of the things he told her was, um, he says, go get your husband and bring him here. She said, I don't have a husband. And he said, yeah, I know. He said, you've had five husbands. And the husband and the man that you're with now is not your husband. And of course, that rattled her. But he did not tell her that to condemn her. He was just letting her know, I know your life story. And you could just know, I mean, if we were in his presence, you guys have experienced Jesus. Even if Jesus tells you something about yourself, your brokenness, even your sin, it's never condemning. Even if it cuts you to the heart, it's liberating. Because he loves us. God is love. That's why, by the way, between 1 Corinthians chapter 12, which I just read, and 1 Corinthians chapter 14, which is how to operate in the gifts of the Spirit in a public worship service, the Holy Spirit slides in there, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which is the love chapter. And what he says is, all of these gifts of the Spirit are motivated by love. In fact, he says in 1 Corinthians 13, he says, you can have knowledge, you can know everything. He said, you can have the gift of prophecy, you can have the gift of faith to remove mountains. He said, but if you don't have love, you're a big fat zero in God's eyes in heaven. 
Love is our motivating factor. So uh, because of that word of knowledge, she was so moved that he knew who she was, that she ran and told everybody in town. They all came out and the whole town got saved. So the purpose of the gifts is to strengthen the church and to save the world. And so I went to this gal's place of work and I walked in and she saw me and I walked up at the counter and I said, excuse me, um, you know how yesterday I talked to you about what your birthday was? She goes, yeah. I said, can I, would you like me to tell you how I knew that? And she goes, yes. And she goes to her coworker and says, I'm taking a break. She takes off her apron and we went and sat down. Now, I didn't know anything else about her. This is where you just have to trust that the Holy Spirit is going to give you more information. He gives you a little bit, and that's an invitation. It's an invitation for you to take a risk, and He'll give you more. Because we all like to have the whole thing laid out, and we'll just read the script to them. Uh, that's what Stephanie's going to do when she teaches you how to lead somebody to the Lord. You have the scriptures, and you have step one, two, three, and okay, I get the plan. When you're operating the gifts of the Spirit, it's not like that. It's a flow. It's a, it's, 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 you step into it, and you're like, I don't know where we're going. I know it's good because God's love and God's strengthening and saving, but I don't know what to say next. you got to take a risk. So I took a risk, and I went to her place of work, and I didn't know what I was going to say to her. But I knew the Holy Spirit gave me her age and her birthday. So I know He'll give me more because it's about her. It's not about me being some great prophet that's worthless. It's about her. And so we sat down, and all of a sudden I knew more. That's just amazing, isn't it, Mark? The information just pops in your head. It's amazing. I said, you're from Northern California, and your mom and dad uh, are praying for you because you're in a relationship that's not right, and uh, they want you to come home. And she just starts tearing up. She goes, my mom and dad teach Sunday school at our church up in Northern California, and I grew up in church, and I'm living with my boyfriend right now, and I just know it's not right. And... God's really been convicting me and, and uh, my mom and dad pray for me all the time. So, well, looks like it's time to go home. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Isn't Jesus so wonderful? Here's this woman, this young girl, derailed, dechurched, living in sin, and Jesus didn't send me to condemn her. The Bible says, you guys know First Corinthians, you know John 3.16, right? Who can quote John 3.16? Just say it out loud. God so loved the world. He gave His only Son. I can Right. God so loved the world. He gave His only Son. Whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Who knows the next verse? John three seventeen. Take off your mask and say it out loud. For God did not send His Son or His church into the world to condemn the world, but that through Jesus the world might be saved. Amen. We are not sent on a condemnation mission. We are sent on a salvation mission. And so he, amen. Thank you, Chris. All right, we got Christina, we got Phil, who else? We got a few more. We got Mary, we got Sam, we got Mark, all the rest of you. There's a church down the street, they're dead. You could, going down, no, I'm kidding. That's a really important point, isn't it? We're not sent to condemn people for their sin. Jesus has come to save us out of our sin. We had a great example of this last Sunday when we all stand to receive impartation and we're trusting the Holy Spirit to use every single one of you. 
So my daughter Ava, she was here and she was standing there with everybody else. And the Lord spoke to her heart. It's just information. It's like a thought. And you're not sure if it's you or God. I mean, it's, he's that subtle. I, I wish it was like he shakes you with the, and then he has like this megaphone, right? And he screams at you. He doesn't do that. He uses your mind and he's in you and he gives you a thought. And the thought was, pray for Mary. And she looked over and Mary Papa wasn't here, but she saw MJ. And all of a sudden, it's like she, she knew, oh, it's MJ. And so she said, but my dad's talking right now. And now listen, don't disqualify yourself from operating the gifts because I'm talking about a PK right now. All right, a preacher's kid. Sometimes they're the worst. All right, so don't disqualify yourself because of a PK. Yeah, not mine, but other PKs. And don't disqualify yourself because I'm the pastor or because Mark is a pastor. Okay, don't do that. The Holy Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. That includes you. So anyway, 15-year-old. Here she is in the service, and, she, and, and the Lord said, a thought in her mind, do it in five minutes. So she thought, well, that'll be 1141. So in five minutes, she goes, oh, my dad's still talking. It's 1141. Right then I said, okay, if you want more of the Holy Spirit, come up front. She's like, oh my gosh. And that's an important point, because I'm going to tell you something in a minute that happened that relates to waiting. So she came up front here to receive more. And she had her eyes closed. And then she opened her eyes, and MJ was standing right next to her. Right up here. Isn't that interesting? The Holy Spirit's orchestrating. He's moving among us. And so she taps MJ on the shoulder. She says, I think the Lord wants me to pray for you. And MJ says, oh, what, do you, what does he want? And all of a sudden, I'm saying all of a sudden because like the information just comes. Uh, pray for MJ for a broken heart. So she said, the Lord wants me to pray for you for a broken heart. And MJ said, well, you know what? I'm going to read to you what MJ said because I asked her to send it to me so I wouldn't get it wrong because I give testimony sometimes and they say, no, that's not how it happened. So I said, well, especially with my kids. Here's my testimony, she says, from the experience last Sunday morning. At the end of this, now here's what I'm excited about, y'all. I'm telling you, I don't want this just to be teachings. I want it to be activity of the Holy Spirit. I want it happening. This is proof in the pudding right here. At the end of the service, I went up to the front to receive prayer. As I was standing there with my eyes closed, I felt someone touch my shoulder. I turned and looked and saw it was Ava. She said that God had told her to pray for my broken heart. What Ava did not know was that just the day before on Saturday, we had learned that our next door neighbor of almost 20 years had died during the night of a massive heart attack. And we were in mourning and shock and sadness. This was the second death in our immediate neighborhood in less than six months. The first being another husband who had died too soon of cancer. I had just spent time with both widows on Saturday through tears and sorrow, both of them younger than me. I had entered into their grieving with them, and it did feel as if my heart was breaking. I had been spending time with the first widow every week since her husband died, often walking together during the week and sometimes sharing a lunch together. At our last lunch, she told me she had been having heart palpitations and irregularities that the doctors couldn't pinpoint, and she said to me that she had had a breakthrough moment regarding the source of her heart problems, which had started after her husband died. She said to me, I realized that Terry, my husband, broke my heart. 
So Ava's word of knowledge for me was Holy Spirit accurate and right on target for both me and my neighbor. I told Ava what had been taking place in my life and her word of knowledge was God given. And she then prayed a beautiful prayer for me. It was an amazing moment of the younger generation ministering to the older and personally experiencing the ministry of the gifts of the spirit in the body of Christ. Isn't that that wonderful? So then Mark... Uh, starts praying over people and he got to Ava and this is what he prophesied over Ava last week right after that encounter the Lord's going to start giving you words of knowledge information about people but much many times it's not going to be to be given in the moment but you're going to have to wait until the right time to release the word God knows everything God knows everything. Who wants more? Who wants more? Who wants who wants to flow like this? See, it's not hard. You see, some of you are like, some of you are like, get, oh, I don't know, I'm afraid. I don't think I can do that. Right. You can't. You're just the donkey. Could you imagine the donkey? Jesus is riding the donkey into Jerusalem. And can you imagine the donkey going, uh, I'm so nervous. I don't know if I can be the savior of the world. No, the donkey was carrying the savior of the world. The savior of the world was going to save the world. And guess what? The Holy Spirit is in you. You're just the donkey. You are a carrier of the Holy Spirit. He's in you if you belong to Christ. He's on you if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And He's ready to flow through you. I remember driving down Freeway 5 one day and uh, I was incredibly anxious. I didn't know why I was so anxious. And uh, so I've learned this. I've learned to ask the Holy Spirit why I'm anxious. Because so many times you can think that you know why you're anxious, but the Holy Spirit knows what's really going on. And so I ask him, Lord, why am I so anxious? And I just get quiet and listen. Well, I was heading down to Tijuana to do our national convention. I serve about 100 churches in a network down in uh, Mexico. And there's a southern convention where they bus in from all over Mexico. And then there's a northern convention that meets at our sister church in TJ. I'm driving down there and uh, about 10 pastors had come from around Northern California and many of their members, the place is going to be packed. And I remembered last year I went down there and the Spirit of God hit that place and miracles were happening. It was incredible. What I didn't realize was as I'm driving down there to the meeting, I'm feeling incredibly anxious because of the expectation that people are going to have from last year. And I'm going to have to produce those miracles again. Better than the year before. Mark, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) That's right. It's like being in sports, you know. I mean, you get, you know, the the player of the year, whatever. And now all of a sudden the expectation's up. Or maybe you sang and it was out of the park. You got to sing. Or you preach a great sermon. That was such a great sermon, Pastor John. It's like, oh, great. Okay. Well, next week I've got to preach just as good as last week. Or they're going to think I'm I'm losing, right? I mean, that 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 performance thing that, that gets on us. When it comes to the gift of the Holy Spirit, it's not you. So the Holy Spirit told me why I was anxious. I didn't even know. He said, 
you're anxious because you because they're going to be, they're expecting the same kind of miracles they saw. In fact, they're probably bringing all their friends this year. And he said, you did not create the miracles last year, and you're not going to do them this year. <laughs> oh my God, what am I thinking? <laughs> I can't do a miracle. Only the Holy Spirit can do a miracle. I just went. This donkey just drove that car down to Mexico. I got out and I stood there. I just started teaching and then I stopped and I said, all right, let's see what the Holy Spirit wants to do now. And all of a sudden I knew stuff. (laughs) So awesome. So awesome. My wife woke up one morning with the Lord giving her somebody's name. And she had never heard of this girl. First and last name. She got on Facebook. She found two girls in the world with that name. So she found them on Facebook, contacted them. And she said, the Lord woke me up speaking your name to me audibly. That's a word of knowledge through a dream or an audible voice. It could be a thought. It could be an impression. It could be somebody telling you something. And the girl said, um, I'm going through cancer and I'm a Christian and I just don't, I just feel like God has abandoned me and that he doesn't see me anymore. How encouraging. And then she called the other guy and the other guy said, I'm a Christian and I'm going through some really, really hard things and I've been wondering where God is. So God speaks a word of knowledge, a name. To my wife wakes her up just so she could contact those girls and say God sees you he's with you he's walking with you through this so encouraging they're so powerful who wants more who wants more all right well let's stand and let's ask for more so here's what I want us to do I want us to give room and space for the Holy Spirit due to what only the Holy Spirit can do. I want to teach on Sundays just enough for us to understand what's available to increase your faith and expectation that God will use you too. And then I just want us to receive and let the Holy Spirit begin to do His work in and among us and through us. Open yourself up to be used by Him in ways you've never been used before. The Bible says that we read, He distributes to each one as He wills. He'll distribute to you the word of knowledge whenever He wants, however He wants. Or the gift of healing. Or the gift of prophecy. Or the gift of tongues and interpretation. He can flow through anybody at any time. You can't just say, oh, well, this is the gift I have. Well, hey, the Holy Spirit might flow a different gift through you at any given moment, depending on what the need is at the moment. So you just need to say, hey, here I am. Use me. So, just open your hands toward heaven. And let's begin to receive. And we're going to see what the Holy Spirit does. I'm going to ask Mark Calversmith, Mark Nelson, Courtney Nelson to come up here with me if you would. And let's, let's just wait on the Holy Spirit. And let's see what He says, what He wants to do. Holy Spirit, come. Just say this out loud to Him. Just say, Jesus... Just come on, say it to him. Say, Jesus, I want to be used by you in the supernatural. 
to strengthen the church, and to save the world. Ask the Holy Spirit now. Say, Holy Spirit, fill me up and baptize me and use me in the supernatural. Now, Jesus, I ask you to begin to move among us right here and those that are online watching that are connected to us, I pray, Holy Spirit, begin to move among us now. We give you room to speak, to move, to touch. be afraid of silence and quietness. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. to do something here. So good. Moses was a prophet and yet God said, call 70 of the elders and I'm going to put the Spirit upon them. And they all started prophesying. There were a couple prophesying that didn't come to church and so the other ones were mad. Moses said, oh, Don't be mad. May all of God's people be prophets. He was so happy that the Spirit was moving among the people of God. I want to ask anybody that got something from the Lord in that moment of silence with the Spirit, I I could feel the Spirit moving. If you got something that the Lord just said into your mind, it was a divine thought and you know it, or something on your heart, will you just raise your hand? Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay. Stephanie, take your mask down and just say out loud, what did you what 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 came to your mind? A picture. Okay, come on up. See this is the Holy Spirit works quickly. So I saw a picture. It was this big sandy area and it was kinda of like it was all in a funnel. I'm right up here. I saw sand. It was like filled with sand and it was coming down. And there was a big, it was like a just a flow of water and sand down into this big sandy area. But it was water or sand was coming out and more sand was coming in Ooh. and it was just going through. Mm. So I felt like it was the Lord just showing me, showing us. As what God has comes out, He's going to be pouring more in, and it's going to. I know that's I know that's the Lord because He's given me the exact same image before and a vision a number of years ago. That's the Lord. Awesome, awesome. Somebody else, what did you?
Okay. Mary, why don't you come up real quick. This gives evidence to the move of the Spirit among us. Uh, it was an incomplete picture. It started like with um, three circles that went like this, like one looping into another. And then I saw it uh, change to more like a tunnel. And because it was Super Bowl Sunday, I didn't want to come up. But when she said that, I knew. So what it was is like, um, he's calling us out of the stadium and in, into, it's like, it's like, come on people. It's like the teams when we cheer them on. He's saying, come on, come on. <laughs> That's what I saw. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very similar to what she was just seeing, going through the funnel, going through the tunnel. When we were waiting on the Lord um, as to what he might say, the Lord, I think, spoke a thought in my mind, and he said, there's a number of people here that you just heard something in your mind, and you said, was that you? Was that you? And the Lord said, tell them that was me. So if you were on that cusp of did I hear or not, and you questioned, was that you? The answer is yes, it was. All right, I'm going to do a couple more. Someone else? Okay, Gary, come on up. We have to have you come up because there's no way we can hear you through a mask outside. I felt like uh, I was reminded of a time when the Lord gave me a word of wisdom. And it had such a dynamic impact on people's lives. And I felt like I was supposed to share it with someone. And I was going to do something a little later until this this call came up. But I think I'm supposed to share it now because it's available for all of us. Just as we've been hearing all morning. And um, I was on a trip with Stephanie to India a couple years ago. I shared this with her last week. It just hit me. And I was with about seven people on that I was leading a team and we had gone out to minister the first day and nothing was happening and the Lord gave me a word of wisdom that they do not understand how to move in the gifts of the Spirit you need to teach them and show them and he spoke very clearly what I was supposed to do so that next day we got on a on a in our car we drove about 45 minutes and i said i explained to them what it meant to be filled with the spirit just as john's been talking about i said would would any of you like that and they all wanted it so i started to teach them when we got to our destination we got outside and i said okay now i want to pray for you to receive the baptism of the holy spirit so we can all start to move together in the gifts of the spirit we put our arms around each other I've never experienced anything like this. The power of God came down on them so strongly, they fell on the ground, They all st- and they didn't even know what it meant to speak in tongues. They all started speaking in tongues. I didn't know if they were speaking in tongues or they were speaking in their, their language because we were dealing with three different languages. Wow. After we got done, the, the interpreters explained everything. They all got filled with the power of God. From then on, the rest of our time there, we moved together in the gifts of the Spirit, and God 
did many miracles. And it was because of that word of wisdom that is available to all of us. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Why don't you stay up here, Gary? Okay, let's come back to the Holy Spirit. Come on, let's just a few more moments. And then we're going to call you up. And we're going to pray over you. And Mark and Courtney and Mark and Gary, if you get anything, you're welcome. But let's just... Spirit of God, we want to be filled to overflowing. We want to every person in this church, every person online that has that is hungry for you, we are asking for a greater infilling. wait in his presence I see things I can sense things he's going deep in some of you right now some of you are being convicted a loving conviction to stop playing around stop fooling around and recommit with all your heart to Jesus. I have a word of knowledge for someone. I believe I know who it is, and I'm not going to call you out. I just see you in my mind. And I say lovingly to you as your pastor. You want to be back where you used to be with Jesus, but you don't think you can because you have sinned and you have failed. But you... Can be back in that place and even beyond. That happens with a simple turning back to Jesus. Will you do that right now? Don't believe it. That's the lies of the enemy. The enemy is the one that tells you that, not Jesus. Just tell the Lord. Just tell the Lord, say, I'm yours 100% again. I just saw a picture of a uh, a fly fisherman. Is anyone here a fly fisherman? Are you like fly fishing? Okay. (laughs) Well, Gary, what? Another one? And Phil too? Oh, awesome. Um, Holy Spirit, I just thank you for these fly fishermen. And I just have a sense that um, there might even be people here that feel like you are on that lure of a fly fisherman. But God is actually holding the rod. And you might feel like you're on this wild journey. And you're like, what are you doing? Where are you taking me, Lord? And then I just see the God, the master fisherman. He casts the line out. And then it just hits the mark. And so, Father, I thank you. If anyone's feeling like that right now, just know that God knows what he's doing. And He's, even though it feels wild and crazy, you're going to hit the mark.
Okay, here's what I want us to do. I want us to all stand, Josh and lead us in worship. And just stay in this place of His presence. At 11.30, which is in nine minutes, if you have kids, you're going to have to go get them and come back. And then I want us to take like, for those who want to, a portion of time to go into our small groups and facilitate the gifts of the Spirit within a small group environment. I'm telling you, it'll activate. It'll be awesome. And I have some questions for the facilitators. But let's just worship for a few more minutes. It's so wonderful being together, isn't it? Just being in His presence. And then you'll get your kids, and then you can come back and do a small group uh, engagement. But let's worship. Oh 
Just uh, talked about something to, to discern whether this is the Lord or not. I think it is, so we're going to do it. Um, the gifts are proportional to our faith. We move in proportion to our faith. Now, our faith, interestingly, is not a fixed thing. It goes up and down with circumstance. It goes up and down with what's the faith of the community. It goes up and down with a lot of things. But it's in proportion to faith. Now, here's what's interesting. You've heard me say this too many times. It's becoming a bit redundant, but spell faith, R-I-S-K. If you want to know where your faith is at, what are you willing to risk for? It's proportional. So I believe what the Lord just said was, let's determine the risk question first. And then do the impartation for words of knowledge second. Because there's no point in praying for the impartation of something that you're not ready to use. And I really mean this, the word ready. I'm not ready to do it. We could guilt you by saying, you got to take risks. Now just be willing to take risks. But sometimes you're not ready to take risks. That's not where you're at. But if you're ready... To risk looking foolish and being wrong in order to see the benefit of having a word of knowledge for someone and seeing where it goes. If you're ready for that and you're willing for that, let's determine, am I ready for that right now? And if you are, let's pray for an impartation of that gift. Does that make sense? So let's close our eyes and just ask ourselves a question. In all honesty, no condemnation if you're not ready. But if there's a stirring in your heart... This is the sign, by the way. If there's a stirring in your heart right now, like, I want this. I want to move like this. I want to have these things happen. And it's and it's, it's rattling inside. It's like, I really, really want this. I want this. Then the question is, are you willing to risk? Are you ready to embrace risk? Are you, are you ready to be wrong for the sake of learning how to be right? Are you willing to be wrong and look stupid for the goal of getting to where it's functional in your life and you get to be right. And if that risk factor is churning in you, then you're ready for an impartation and we should do it. So if that's rattling inside of you right now and it's like, yes, this is something I really, really want, you come forward now. 
And if you have kids, you go get your kids and then come forward. <laughs> All right, if you have kids, you got to go get them. So but if, this is what you're looking for. But we're going to do an impartation now. So grab your kids, come back up. And hey, they can give the impartation too. So come on up. If you want impartation, the word of knowledge. Okay, you're ready to risk. And for everybody else, go cluster in your small groups and we're going to talk about this. So we're having a discussion. You host it. 